07 on a Monday. So, I've never talked about this before. I think it's about time because I want people to understand what happened to me last May of 2020, around my birthday. It's hard for me to admit to all of you what I was feeling at the time because my emotions just took over. But I feel like I need to talk about it because, let's just say it's, it's a wake up call for people who are feeling depressed and think that they have to take themselves out of their life because of everything that's going on around them, which is the wrong thing that you could do, the wrong thing. So my birthday of 2020 was miserable. My own family didn't wish me a happy birthday. Nobody on LinkedIn wished me a happy birthday. Only one person, one LinkedIn contact who basically saved my life. I will tell you his name, and I'm hoping that if I share this podcast with him, that'll be an honor. I want him to know that he saved my life. He saved me from making the biggest mistake. And if it wasn't for him, I probably would have gone ahead and taken taken myself out of this world. The person that I want to thank is Olatunji Benjamin Alange. Now, I know I'm not saying his first and last name correctly, but... You all know who I'm talking about. He's very well known on LinkedIn. He does all these different uh, videos and he's very active in some type of an app that I'm trying to get on, but unfortunately, it's not available for iPhone users yet. Some kind of a clubhouse app. I wanna thank him because I was going through a difficult time on my birthday. It was the worst for me what I was thinking at the time. I was not in the right frame of mind. A part of me just wanted to... take myself out of this world. I know what you're gonna think. Why? Well, I didn't think anybody cared. That was number one. Number two, I... I rarely celebrate a birthday, but when my mother passed away, I stopped because without her, it wasn't much of a birthday. When she was alive, she would make my birthday special. Even if it was just the two of us, she would find it in her heart. She saw how depressed, she saw how lonely I was. She just, she made it special for me. I'm sorry I'm getting emotional when I talk about my mother. I just, I I cannot show emotion because I miss her so much. And 
The last birthday when I turned 46, it was horrible. She was in so much pain. And I said to myself, I'm not going to celebrate ever again. It's too painful. It's too painful. Um, I had no birthday that I can really remember that actually I was happy. The only birthdays I remember is when she was alive, both her and my father, because they made it special. But even after my father passed away and she was the only parent left, she made it special. And when she passed, I had a hard time just being without her on this earth. It was so difficult. It was just very, very difficult. Um, I said to myself, will I ever find any type of happiness or peace in my life? Why is this happening now? Now, I don't know if it was because of the pandemic. It might have been. But again, we're not the only ones. We were all shut in at that time. It's just the idea that if someone forgets your birthday, even your own family, you think to yourself, why? Nobody reached out. Nobody said, I saw all the, the, the people on LinkedIn that had a, the same birthday as me and they've got all their well wishes. Now I know that if I had put my birthday out there, I probably wouldn't have gotten one happy birthday. And that's fine. But I was really feeling low. And at the time, my emotions took over and I said to myself, what am I doing here? Because at the time, my life was miserable. I was alone. Didn't really have anybody to fall back on. And he was the only one that actually cared. When I had put out a podcast and I, sh- and, I get- and I shared it with him, and I think that that kind of opened up. He says, wait a minute, why do you want to do this? You have so much to offer. I mean, you survived cancer. And I did, I survived cancer, but I didn't think it was enough of an accomplishment. That happened 16 years ago. He just says, you don't understand. You made a difference. You want to make a difference. You want to help people with, with an illness like that in another part of the world. That's commendable. You could be an inspiration. You could do good for others. I was like trying to make a name for myself, which I hope I can do. Make a name for myself and call myself International Goodwill Ambassador. And be a part of a group, an organization. Because my lifelong mission in life, and I don't know when that's going to be. Again, I'm hoping I can do it by the middle of next year. I don't know when it's going to happen, now, And I hope to God that I can do it. Because, again, it was difficult. It was a difficult time. And I said to myself, why am I here? But he talked with me. He talked with me physically. He talked with me, you know, kept checking up on me, making sure I was okay because he was worried. He goes, I don't want to lose your friendship. I don't want to lose you. You're such a beautiful woman. I don't get why you have to take yourself out of your own life with everything that's going on. You know, when you listen, when I listen to your podcasts, he had said, you know how to present your ideas. You're very good at storytelling. I mean, come on. You're very good at narrating. I sometimes listen to my own podcasts. Can't believe how much of an impact I have on myself. 
when I try to reach out to people, because half the times I think nobody's really listening to these podcasts. I'm just doing them for nothing. And I always wish that somebody would put me on a live podcast where I could tell my story in, you know, chapters. Because trying to, I was trying to do an audio book and it didn't really work. Because um, I really don't think it's going to have much of an audience appeal. I think the real vision is to do it through a web series. You know, set it up so that people could follow it on a monthly basis or however you want to do it and they can see my raw emotions they can physically see me because a podcast is fine but you're only you're only listening to a voice you're not seeing the person behind the emotion and I believe that if I do it from a video perspective that you would see the raw emotions that are going through me and you can kind of understand, like, oh, look, she went through this. We could understand. I'm telling you, when I do the story down the line in the form of a documentary, which I hope to have to do one day, or made to true to life story, I want people to really cry. People are going to cry. They're not going to walk away with a dry eye. There will be no dry eyes, period. There will be a lot of tears. I'm like, oh my God. But through every part of my life there was always a happy ending there wasn't that much sadness but I went through a lot from the time that I lost my father in my early 20s till now and I thank my friend that he talked me out of doing something that I might have regretted that I know my parents would not have forgiven me none of nobody in LinkedIn would forgive they wouldn't they would try to understand not understand they would try to understand as to why why did they do it why did she do it? why did she take her life away from herself why did she do the things she said she was going to do but she's not here to do them I mean he had really had spoken to me at that point and then we got into the whole thing with Chadwick Boseman and cancer and I still didn't see the connection and he said well Chadwick Boseman had colon cancer. You had breast cancer. You survived it at the age of 35. He passed away from colon cancer at, at 43. I said, yeah, but that's where it stops. But listen, you both went through cancer, but you survived it. And ever when I think about Chadwick Boseman now, it's been a year since his death, even though I don't know him personally, for some reason when I heard that he passed, I guess because of the whole cancer connection, I felt guilty for living. Every time I hear someone passing away from cancer, any type of cancer, I say to myself, I got that second chance, but why am I here? Do I deserve it? I ask myself that question because a lot of people who've gone through any type of illness in their life, cancer especially, didn't make it. And you think to yourself, well, God was watching over me. Gave me a second chance. Now I want to be able to help other people. Because I feel that that's my duty, is to help other people. To inspire, but not just cancer. In life itself, the way I was feeling with my whole birthday, and even on the holidays, was just so depressing. A part of me is like, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? Now, we all have a purpose in life. I've, I've been telling everybody that for the longest time. We all have a mission in life. We don't know what that is. Everybody's mission is different. Mine is to give back. 
because because of the second chance that I got, mine is to give back to others, to inspire. I don't like to see people in a condition where their quality of life is so depressing that they'll, they're going to resort to taking themselves out. That's not the answer. You have to be positive in a negative world. You have to go out there and try as many times. You are going to fail and you are going to struggle, but those two, those two are strengths, not weaknesses. Don't let someone convince you otherwise. The people who tell you no, those are weaknesses are those people that have never struggled and have never failed because they were the ones that were born into privilege, into wealth. And they never had anything done. They never did anything themselves. That's how I see it. In other words, when you're born into privilege and wealth, you have people doing things for you. Well, how does a person live like that? I wouldn't consider you a grown-up if you had people doing things for you all your life that you never did anything for yourself. You never went out there and did something for yourself. It was given to you. You had that special, those special connections. You know how sometimes people will do, people will know people for things. Oh, I can get you into this or I can do this for you. But why don't you try to do it yourself? Isn't that the real reward? The real reward is when you go out and you do something for yourself without the help of someone. See now, in my downtime last year, it was terrible for me, again, spending your birthday alone and then having the thoughts of taking your life. That just scared me. Because nobody really reached out, but he was the only one who did. I mean, he put me on a video platform, and I could tell you I was shy. I only, only people saw, heard my voice, they didn't even see me. I guess I wasn't ready at the time to show myself. Then this last September, he said, well, now you've come a long way. You went out there, you went on that physical platform. Everybody, or the majority of the people, hopefully saw me go out there, tell my story, tell them how I survived, and then wanting to help others, again, that's very commendable. Not many people would want to go to that. And then for, for a finale, <laughs> I showed off my battle scar. Was I ashamed of doing that? No. I've lived with this battle scar for a long time. This is an identifying characteristic. So that if people say, who's Aphrodite? Well, Aphrodite was this beautiful young woman that was brave enough to talk about how she survived cancer and life in general. But at the end... She, she showed her battle scar to the world. And I would do it again on a physical platform. But if someone had invited me to go down and say, hey, look, we want you to represent us. We want you to go and talk to however many people that you could help. Tell them your story. Reach out to them. Show them what you went through because I think it would make a huge difference. And that's what I want to do. I just don't know exactly when that will be done. You know, I'm... I'm, I'm predicting and saying sometime next year, maybe the middle of next year, I don't know though. It all depends on a lot of things. See, right now, it's a little difficult for me because I'm just trying to find my way in this world. You know, trying to find a job it hasn't been easy. Yes, I've gone on interviews, but nothing really positive came from it. I've done virtual, I've done live, and, and it's like, Yes, people are going out there trying to find a job and everybody's competing with one another. That's what one of my 
recruiters told me this morning. He said, yeah, there's so much competition. Well, maybe I should apply for a position overseas. I've been looking for jobs overseas. Maybe I'll have a better chance. The only problem is that I would need to be sponsored to get into another country. And I would also have to get a passport and a visa. Depending on where you go, there are some places you don't have to have a visa. You just need a passport. And then you can find a way to to go there and work abroad and live abroad for about a year or so. Because again, here in America, there's so much competition. And, and a lot of people, I'm surprised, are now trying to get back into the workforce after this horrible pandemic that we went through. But again, I'm not giving up. I know I have to stay positive because again, you have to. You can't be negative in a positive world. It won't work. So that's why I say, be positive in a negative world. Stay 100% focused. Don't let situations, bad things that are happening right now around you, let that cloud your judgment to make you want to go down that path of destruction. I think to myself, if he hadn't talked me out of it, I'll be honest with you, I probably would have taken myself out. Would have I, would I regret it? Of course. But he said to me, but think of all the millions of people, the people that you say you want to help. If you take yourself out of this world, they're going to look at you in a different light. They're going to think, wait a minute. She said she wanted to help us, but she took her own life. Why? They will want to know why. I don't think anybody would have helped. I mean, I'm just trying to figure it all out. And a part of me is like trying to figure out who I am. See, when I said to you earlier, when you lose someone in your life, if it's a parent, I lost both of my parents and I'm still struggling with that. Even though with my father, it's been such a long time, but you have to understand something. Our bond was so strong that when cancer took his life, I lost it. I lost that bond that I had with him. The relationship just suffered. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him or the illness. I blame the doctors. Because they knew that the cancer had spread. He didn't have a chance at life. And when I had cancer in the 21st century, so this is what bothers me, I got a second chance because now in the 21st century, all of this new treatment and all these new medications came out. But the time that he died in the 20th century, there wasn't any options left. He went through the chemo, two, two rounds of chemotherapy, but it was not enough because that cancer went all over to every part of his body. Never had a chance. He suffered. He suffered for a little bit and died peacefully. And I blame myself sometimes for being alive. That's why when I think of all the people that have gone through cancer, whether they're famous or not, it bothers me. But I got a second chance, but they didn't. And I say to myself, well, why is that? Is it because I fought harder to stay on this earth and they didn't? They just gave up? Or maybe the cancer just took over their body and they couldn't fight back. And it bothered me so much. And I said to myself, wow, and I looked back, and then when he had said to me, well, you and Chadwick Boson have something in common, I said, but what? He passed away from colon cancer. I had breast cancer. Two different cancers, yes, but you went through the cancer. You survived it, and you should be proud of that. 
Just because other people were not so fortunate to have survived it, don't feel guilty because you got that second chance. You got that second chance because you fought as hard and as po- fought as hard as possible to stay on this earth. You know, again, I've always said this, and I'm going to say it to all the people who are battling this disease right now: the will to live. Far exceeds the will to die. In other words, your determination to stay on this earth is far greater than your determination to die. You're not going to say I'm determined to die, because that's like saying you're giving up, and you don't want to give up. Especially when you have people in your life. If you have people in your life that are wanting you to stay on this earth for a long time, because it's not your time yet, and God had said to me, it's not your time yet. Thirty-five, you're still young. The problem is, I don't remember those two ages. I don't remember being 35 and 36 because most of it was spent in a hospital, going back and forth for treatments, and and then having to deal with all that. My quality of life was completely changed. I can never remember what it was like to be in my mid 30s. I wish I can go back to those two ages and just start over, minus the disease. But I know we can't go back. It would be nice if we can go back until, like, have a, a one of those time machines. What do you want to do? Where do you want? Where do you? What ages do you want to be? Thirty-five and thirty-six. Because it took me at least two years to physically come back into the real world. It was a really painful time in my life, and I think to myself, why? So I say to my friend, my good friend, Olotunji Benjamin Olonje, or Tunji. As he's nicknamed Tunji, Tunji. Thank you for talking me out of doing something that I would never ever forgive myself for. Never mind what everybody else would think. They would think I was a failure. Worse, they might have couldn't understand why. You helped me see that. Yes, life is a challenge, and yes, we're going through struggles and we're going through obstacles. But there's no reason to throw in the towel. In other words. What is so bad that you need to remove yourself from your life? Because at the time I was alone. My mother saw the pain when she was alive of all the all the things that my life was very chaotic and painful at the same time, and of all the people that hurt me, especially those three relationships I had that were just terrible. How these men treated me—they treated me like I was nothing to them, like I was garbage, like I was gum at the bottom of their shoe. That's how they treated me. But she said, "You got out of it. You got out of those. Really, you survived." And I could tell you a quick timeline. So when I was 21, after my father passed away, I survived being assaulted. I survived killing myself twice. I tried to kill myself twice. I survived depression. Now, depression again, loneliness, depression, suicide. There's a combination right there. That those three have have have. Are connected. If you think about people that are lonely, if you look back during the pandemic when some people did kill themselves because they didn't have family, they didn't have anybody to turn to, and they thought, "Well, I don't want to live like this anymore." Some people did take their lives, jumped out of a building. I mean, can you imagine that? They had nobody to turn to. So I survived that. Then I survived being in an abusive relationship. I got out of that. I survived cancer. Got a second chance. I survived life. But at the time last year, I had people that 
I didn't know cared about me. Well, one person in particular, he says, you're a Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's what he said. I said, well, I don't have the cape. I don't have the costume. If I had the costume, I'd be a happy person. I mean, I wish I had her magic powers. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm not a superhero. I'm just a survivor. Just call me Humble Survivor. Humble Survivor. That's what I am. Because I think to myself that you can get through life's obstacles with a positive mentality. If, you, if you're 100% focused, if you have people on your side, see with me, I don't have friends, but I have a friend in him. And that's why I turn to all the people overseas, all the international friends, because here in America, I don't have any friends. And when I made the comment last time with my other LinkedIn contact, it said to me, when I said, he goes, who's your best friend? I said, I don't have a best friend. Me, myself, and I. And he goes, and he found that to be offensive. And I still don't understand why. Why is that offensive? It's the truth. He's like, come on, everybody has to have a friend. I don't have friends. Why do you think I'm trying to reach a global audience? Why do you try? I'm trying to establish friendships overseas. You know, I hope to one day, and I mentioned this to him too. I said, hope to one day when this pandemic is over and we're able to fly again and go international. If I live in, in an area where he's at, I would love to be like a next door neighbor and just break bread, you know, meet with you and have a conversation. And who knows, you can put me on a video platform live and I can be right there. I mean, that would be a great thing. Because here in America, my life has been very bitter. And I've, I've suffered a lot of losses. I've lost so many people. Again, death is very immune to me. I've gone through every possible situation you could possibly imagine. And I think that I could be the inspiration and the voice for people who are going through something like that similar. Because you're not alone. You just have to have, again, positive mentality. And you know, for me, when I think back to a year ago, if he hadn't reached out to me, I think I would have taken myself out of my own life. I think I would have done that. I think I would have done that. It would have been terrible. Nobody would have forgiven my God, forget it. That's the greatest sin. He would not have forgiven me. My parents, they would have been mortified. I don't know about the rest of the family because again, nobody reached out to me for my birthday, so I don't think they would have even noticed. And if they had, it would have been too late. They probably would have blamed themselves. And then as far as LinkedIn, well, I don't know if anybody would have, have noticed. I don't think anybody would have, you know, said anything. Or if they had, if my announcement was made that, oh, so-and-so had took, taken her life, uh, maybe they would have been sad. But then I would have upset all the people that I was going to help, and it would have made matters a lot worse. So I am grateful for him that he talked me out of it because again my life would have been a 180 if I had done what I had said I was going to do and I think that there's more to life than just going down that dark path I think that you know everybody again goes through some type of crisis some type of obstacle you know and again you have to be positive you can't always be quote negative. If you're negative, 
well, nothing's gonna work for you. You're gonna go in with a negative attitude every single time. It's like you're you're giving up. Don't give up. Keep at it. Again, struggle and failure are strengths, not weaknesses. Don't let anyone else dictate to you that that's the case. You know, if someone said to you, no, those are weaknesses. No, they're not. Whoever told you that, again, comes from wealth. And they've never had a struggle or, or fail a day in their life. They've had people help them along the way, do special favors for them. How do you expect to do anything on your own? You can't, right? Because you've got people helping you. But for the rest of the world, we have to go out there and do it ourselves. In other words, we have to get our feet wet. We have to go out there and say, we can go out there and make a difference. We can go out there and prove to everybody else. See, I'm tired of rejection because I'm getting rejected left and right for every job that I apply. And the reason is, this is the reasoning. Either you're overqualified, underqualified, don't have the necessary skills, don't have a stable work history. Oh, we think your skills are outdated. Really? You know what I say to you? I could do anything that you put in front of me. I retain everything that I've learned over the years in my head. And I don't think those reasons are valid enough for you to tell me, well, we don't want you. Give me a valid reason. You know, everybody goes through life, crisis, obstacle, illness, and sometimes that can't be prevented. Sometimes it happens without a warning. But you would think employers would understand and they don't they don't understand they they should you should have compassion for other people and what they're going through and stop judging a person by what they have or don't have what skills they have what they don't you know I don't have a college degree because to me I never really had much of an education in school I had more of an education my parents were my best teachers I learned more about them about life than I did in a classroom. Because in all honesty, going to college is, is really, first of all, it's expensive. And number two, you don't really learn much of anything in college that you could apply to the real world. In order for you to experience life, you have to live life. You have to have things thrown at you determines how you're gonna handle it. How It shows to me your character. So for me, it took a long time to where I am now. I'm still struggling, I'll admit it to you. But I'm not gonna go down that dark path. Now, sometimes you think that little voice in your head will tell you otherwise. Don't listen to that little voice. Sometimes you listen to it if it makes sense. Other times you say, well, wait a minute. For me to give up, well, then I won't be able to do the things I wanna do. And there are many things I want to do. I wanna leave a legacy behind. And another thing, if you want people to discover you, let them chase you. I'm tired of having to prove to people who I am. Why should I have to prove to you who I am? I know who I am. The question is, who are you? I've always asked that, and I've always posed that, especially on social media, where everybody's always out competing one another. Be yourself, love yourself, be original, don't be a phony, don't copy off of someone. Because I'm tired of seeing that. I've seen it more often on social media, especially on Instagram, when people try to pretend to be someone else. Why are you doing that? Why? Be yourself. Be original. See, no one can copy off of me because nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows my backstory. 
Now, on Instagram, I'll tell people I survived cancer, 16-year breast cancer survivor. I may show a picture of my battle scar. But no one can say, hey, look, I am so-and-so. No, you're not. And when people ask me, is that your real name? Of course, I'm not trying to be someone else. First of all, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of my background. I'm proud of where I come from. And granted, a lot of people are ashamed of that. A lot of people will take a name that's not theirs and they try to change their identity. Why? Be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you come from. Just be proud. Don't try to be someone you're not. People will see right through you if you do that. People will see right through you if you do that. Be yourself. Be yourself. Because you know what? It matters. It matters in this day and age to be yourself. Because when you try to copy off of someone, you're not you. You're trying to be that person. Why would you do that? It's like you're stealing someone's identity. That is shameful. See, I would never do that. I would never do that. Why would I even do that? You know, when people ask me, is that your name? Of course that's my name. You think I made up a name so that I can get recognized and liked? No, that's my name. It's on all my paperwork. I was named after my grandmother. You don't believe me? Ask people who know me, who really know me. My family, my cousins that live on the other side of the world, the the neighbors around here. People, ask them. They will tell you. Okay? They will tell you. But I don't have to sit there and prove to you who I am. I'm an original. And I went through a lot in my lifetime. But I'm thanking him, I'm paying tribute to him, because if it wasn't for him, I'm telling you right now, I think my life would have been over. He had convinced me that you can make your life and help others and be an inspiration and people will respect you. You will be recognized in this world. You will leave behind a legacy that will continue on even after you're gone. Remember I had said in the last podcast about how people get recognized when they're dead versus when they're alive. Well, think about it. They are. I put up that poll on LinkedIn and a lot of people agreed with me. A percentage of people said, yes, people get more respect and revered when they're dead for the things that they've done than when they were alive. Now we have to change that mindset. We have to do that. If we don't do that and acknowledge the people that have done good in life, you're going to wait till they die. Isn't that shameful on your part? Again, I am immune. I'm immune to death because it's happened so many times. I've lost so many people. And I'm still trying to get over it. And the person that I really revere the most that is not here are both my mother and father. My father for instilling me when I was little throughout, from from the time I was little to when I was a young adult before he passed, to be kind, to be respectful, to give back. That's the true human, that's what a true human being, the definition of a true human being, to give back, to inspire, to teach, so that people can see, hey, we're not the only ones. We could follow her lead. She could be uh, an inspiration for us. Look how much she's gone through in her lifetime then I'm still going through some things. I'll be honest with you, but I'm not giving up until I find something. 
I want someone to hear me and say, hey, look at me. Take a chance on me. Don't shut me out. Don't like pass up on me because of something that happened in the past. Because again, you got to focus on the now, the present, and look to the future. And you think to yourself, things will happen. That's why I said, I want someone to discover me, not the other way around. Because for me to chase someone, they're not going to even notice. They're not going to even take an interest. But I know that down the line, they may come across you in a video. Or maybe they, you did something, you were in an article, or you were featured somewhere. And they say to you, you know what? Let's, let's find her. Let's put her on a show. Let's get her alive. Let's have her tell her story to the world. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So again, I'm going to thank you, my dear LinkedIn contact, Olatunji Benjamin, because now I found out what the B stands for. He told me, Olange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, again, I probably would have taken myself out of that life. And I know that you wouldn't have forgiven me. None of LinkedIn family would can, you know, would have forgiven me. Nobody would have. Even the people that I want to help, they would not have seen me in a different light. They would have said, oh my God, she said she was going to help us and she killed herself. What kind of a role model is that? Not a good one. So remember, yes, life is hard and yes, we're struggling, but that is not the way out. Again, be positive in the negative world. So I'm going to say God bless all of you. Stay strong. Be positive. Stay safe. Take care.